Wouldn't it be nice to love Him not for what He has done, but for who He is, right? It is great to see each of you here this morning, both members and visitors alike. We thank you for your attendance and uh, thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Uh, we, uh, my family, has grown. Um, we welcome D'Angelo and his wife and mom and dad. We're glad they're here. Our family has grown in a different way. Normally we bring foster kids in here, but... Uh, thank God this is uh, far better. Praise God. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we love you so very much, and we thank you. We thank you for this moment, for this hour, this opportunity to worship you, and we pray that our worship will and has been pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Help us, please, Lord God, to look to you in all things, to trust you and to honor your name. We thank you for Jesus, your great Son, in whom you sent to die that we might live who came and died a cruel death on the cross of Calvary for our sins we thank you for loving us so much as the question was asked in your word what is it about us that makes you love us the way that you do thank you for loving us thank you for keeping us and thank you for being patient with us these things we ask and thank you for In that wonderful, magnificent, most awesome, holy, and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, it be thy will. Amen. The uh, most powerful way for a Christian to live their lives is to live by faith. And the idea of a righteous man living by a standard of God means that we are willing to conform to the desires and the will of God. A man living by faith is one who is continually conforming his life to that higher calling of God. His life then conforms to the divine law of our God, and we love Him and we serve Him. I want us to open up in Psalm chapter 37, beginning at verse 5. The righteous will live by faith. So Habakkuk uh, began this study as we're talking about Jesus. And now we're just continuing along this leg for just another sermon, one more after this one, uh, of the righteous living by faith. We usually, almost always, never know how God is going to do it. Oftentimes, people will complain with the, about the way that God did it. As Christians, we just know that God will do it. Psalm 37 verse 5 says, Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He will do it. Yet He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Just know that God will do it. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. God is the great provider. And though we question Him with questions about life and, God, how are you going to do this? And God, what is your will? We have to learn as God's people just to live by faith. Right? To step aside from the questions and just believe that He will. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, 
arise and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. So that's Jesus, right? And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. And he arose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Out of Egypt did I call my son. Lord, wait. Go to Egypt. But how am I going to get a job in Egypt? And what will I do? And where are we going to get food? And No, just, just go. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12. Just, just do it. Right? As we're walking by faith and living for Jesus, just, just do it. Genesis 12, beginning at verse 1, God spoke to Abram, and God said to him, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. But God, where are we going? And why do I need to leave this place? And why can't I say, no, that's, that's not how this is supposed to work. The righteous man lives by faith. Don't worry. Just go. Genesis chapter 6. Can you imagine Noah constructing the ark? Verse 17. And behold, I, even I am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you shall inherit or enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh that shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you, they shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, of the creeping things, of the ground after their its kind, two of every kind shall come to you to keep them alive. And as for you, take for yourself some of all food which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. God, how am I going to get the ants? On the ark. And did you see the dinosaur? Oh, you know, all of these thoughts, right, that go through the mind. Like, how did we even ask the question today? How did God get all the animals on the ark? Simple. Number one, it doesn't say they were full grown. And number two, because he's God. <laughs> I know this may sound trivial and foolish, but isn't that what we do throughout our lives? We always ask God, well, God, how? And God will you. And then we doubt whether God is going to do it. This morning we're talking about righteous men and women living by faith. Hebrews, please, chapter 11. Living by faith means doing what God says regardless. <laughs> it's a tough one. Regardless. It may not go your way, but do it the way God says to do it because he's God. Living by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 24. 
By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ's greater riches and the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Living by faith, looking to heaven, and living on the earth, living by faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 7. God, how are you going to get the water and the ocean to the ark? Live by faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned by God about the things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Things not yet seen. God says, I'm going to make it rain. God, what is rain? I'm going to cause it to rain. Go back to Habakkuk, please. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 3. Can God do it? Will God do it? How much faith do you have in the Lord Jesus Christ today? Habakkuk chapter, chapter 3. We must have faith even in times like these, right? Faith like Deborah, Deborah in the Old Testament, like Esther. When we walk into the stores today, have y'all noticed the shelves are a little empty? As a child of God, this is our opportunity to show the world we live by faith. Walk into that store with a smile on your face, and even though times right now are interesting, You walk into that store knowing by faith that God has everything under control and we believe that. Have you watched your dollar in the stock market? Who's in control? You have to live by faith even when things are down. So, as we studied Habakkuk, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans are coming, and the Chaldeans have invaded the land. And listen to what Habakkuk says in chapter 3 and verse 16. I heard, and my inward parts trembled at the sound, my lips quivered. Decay enters my bones, and in my place I tremble, because I must wait quietly for the day of distress, for the people to arise who will invade us, Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there should be no cattle in the stalls, yet I will exult in the Lord, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He has made my feet like hind's feet. It makes me to walk on my high places. God has got this. You believe that? Chapter 2 and verse 4. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by faith. Blessed be your, your faith. John chapter 20, please. 
Blessed, blessed be your faith, your faith, your trust in God. I want to challenge this morning your faith. I, I want to ask you some questions this morning about your faith. John 20, first let me tell you what Jesus said about your faith in God. John 20, verse 26, Jesus talking to Thomas. And after eight days, again, the disciples were inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side. And be not unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Your faith. Why do you, turn to John please, chapter 1. Why do you believe in a God? In Jesus? Who was rejected by men? Why do you believe in it? Right? He came to his own. His own people didn't receive him. Why do you believe? John 1 verse 9. There was the true light, which coming into the world, enlightens every man. And he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those of his own did not receive him. Why do you believe? Isaiah 53, the, the great prophecy spoken of about Jesus, the Messiah who would come, who would live, and who would die, who would sacrifice his life for humanity, for the world. Why do you believe? Verse 3, Isaiah 53 he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one whom men hid their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. His own people didn't esteem him. Why do you esteem him? Numbers 14. Why do you believe in God? Israel, who witnessed all of the miracles of God, amazing miracles of God. I mean, they were participants in the miracle. They, they received the blessings of the miracles of God. It was right in their face. Their own eyes saw it. They witnessed it. They felt it. They touched it. They saw it. And yet God asked the question in verse 11. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me? Despite all the signs which I performed in their midst, regardless of what I've done, they still refuse to believe. My question this morning is, why do you believe? Luke chapter 16. And God says, look, let me explain this to you. This idea of belief in the righteous living by faith is so deep, it is so important, that even if a dead man walked in front of you today, he died and comes back from the dead, from the grave, that's not going to make you believe. Listen to what Jesus says. Luke chapter 16 and verse 27. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house. It's the rich man and Lazarus. For I have five brothers, that he may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. 
But he said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. What? You think, well, no, 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 God, if, if someone rises from the dead, of course we're going to believe. But didn't Jesus rise from the dead? And how faithful are you to him today? Right? I mean, this is some serious... We're talking about faith, right? We're talking about faith, living by faith. John chapter 12. How, how strong is your faith? Why do you believe in God? John 12 and verse 37. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. I find some of these verses you're reading and you're going, what was wrong with these people? And then I go, oh wait, what's wrong with me? <laughs> right? Even though you have the Bible, we have everything. We have undeniable, unbelievable, absolute, amazing things that happen in our lives that we know came from God and yet we still find ourselves lacking faith. Verse 38, that the word of Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled, which spoke, Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this cause, they could not believe. For Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted. And I heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many of the rulers believed in him. Watch this. Here's, here's part of our... Okay, God, I'm getting it. Many of the rulers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Okay, I'm starting to get it, God. I'm starting to figure it out. For some reason in our hearts, it's easier to trust in people, in humans, than it is to trust in the one who created the humans. Because we're physical and we love to see in the physical and many of us have not risen to the spiritual mindset yet. You see, the problem was they believed but for fear of the Pharisees, for fear of the people, because of trying to please people, it held them back from their relationship with the Lord. Listen to what it continues to say in verse 43. For they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. Now I'm starting to get it. People in the lives of so many of us, are more important than God Himself. And that's why we find it hard to live by faith. Why do you believe in Him? Because nothing else makes sense without Him. <laughs> nothing in this world, when you just think about, use your own common sense, 
Nothing else in this world makes sense without him. You know what we see every day? Every day we witness the battle of good versus evil. Why? Why are we battling? Why is there a battle of good versus evil without God? Because the reality is, is that atheism in that whole world, if you will, says, you know, whatever's right is right and whatever's wrong is wrong. Who really cares? Choose what you want. Live the way you want to live. But there's this standard of life that we uphold. Like, for example, wherever we go in the whole entire world, stealing is wrong. Well, why do, how do we agree on that? Right? How, and why do we agree with that? Why? You see, nothing else makes sense without God. Murder is wrong. We understand these common principles that God has put inside of us. Every day we see a battle of good versus evil. There is no other explanation for why things are. Why is this thing spinning, the earth, and I'm not dizzy? (laughs) How'd that happen? (laughs) God, right? Think about the orbit of the world. Think about the sun, the moon, the stars. Here's what I realized one day. I didn't put that there. And neither did you. So who did? Right? You know how much faith it takes to believe and and to disbelieve in God and believe in atheism? To believe that something exploded? When you were a kid, you blew stuff up. Right? And nothing that you blew up created anything. Nothing else makes sense without God. Nothing. I want you to think, if you will, for just a moment, about the Bible. 100% accurate. Historically, archaeologically, scientifically, mentally, through oceanography and biology, universally. I mean, it's all there. It's all there and it's accurate. Romans chapter 1. You know what we have to do? This is what we have to do. In order to step away from God and not have faith, right? In order to step away from God, we have to look at people and view them as more valuable and more important than God. And then we have to do something else. We have to suppress the truth. What you know is obvious. You have to suppress it and pretend like it just doesn't exist to not believe in God. You don't even need your Bibles. Look at the wind. How many of you believe in oxygen? Someone said, well, I don't believe in anything I can't see. Well, then I think we got a problem because you're breathing every second and that's oxygen and you can't see it, right? I mean, what? Maybe I I can use a microscope when I look at atoms and neurons and, okay, well, all right, I get that, but you know, you can't see it with your naked eye. The wind, we appreciate the wind, No, you appreciate the activity of the wind because you can't see the wind. And yet you believe, right? People will argue with you, man, that was a really strong windstorm. How do you know you can't see it? You saw the activity of it. And though you cannot see God, you see the activity of God every single day. And for you to say, it's not in my life, tells me that you have just suppressed the truth. And the reality that you know is 100% accurate. So the Bible says, in verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. 
Notice he said within them. You see, it's in all of us. We all know one thing. What is that? We're all going to die. Why do you know that? Why can't you just defy the ideas of, or the odds of death? Because you don't have that power. We do not have that power. So it's in us. We know. We understand. But we suppress what's true. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. God says, just look around. Just look around, <laughs> right? I mean, why am I having trouble living by faith when I know God exists? What's wrong with me? What has happened to me? For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity that their bodies might be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Look at the chaos in our world today. It is so chaotic, right? I mean, look, let's just be honest. Nowadays, you don't even know what to call people, right? I mean, you're looking at your, your naked eye, and you're seeing this human, it's a man, and you go, hello, sir, and he goes, no, I'm a they, or a them, or, you know, everyone gets their own pronoun. What is going on? Don't follow the world, follow Jesus. What is wrong with our world? What has happened to us? You've got to suppress the truth. Sir, I'm looking at you and you are a man. So I'm going to call you sir or mister. You might call yourself they, them, or dolphin, but I'm not going to call you that. Why can't I stand up and say that? Why can't you stand up and say that? Because we love the approval of men more than the approval of God. Isn't that what it said in the Bible? That's Bible. Look, common, don't walk away from common sense to honor people. The righteous man lives by faith. Doesn't matter what they're going to do to me. Well, I'm going to sue you. Well, so be it. If you can win a lawsuit today because I didn't call you they, we've got some real bad issues in our world today. Well, we do, don't we? No man would have written the Bible because here's what the Bible does. It condemns all of us. <laughs> Who would have written that book, right? It, it condemns us. It condemns humanity. It tells us how evil we are. It tells us our potential of evil. It exposes our evil. And it's right. And we don't like to admit it, but it's right. And to not admit it means you have to suppress the truth in righteousness, it, it opposes hate, it opposes vengeance, it teaches forgiveness, and it teaches love. No man would have written this book. No, it came from God. It is consistent, without contradiction. It is mind-blowing, mind-altering, and transformational, isn't it? Look at what it did to me. 
Look at what it's done to you. It transforms us. It challenges us. It thrills us. It's an amazing book. It came from God. The righteous man will pick this book up, believe it, and live by faith. That's what we do. 2 Corinthians, please, chapter 5. Without God, there will be no righteous men, women, children living on the face of this earth. Because then it will all be about me. And only about me. But God's Word says, no, it's not about you. It's about all of us, isn't it? Verse 6. Therefore, being always of good courage, and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight, because we know that God is a God whom we can count on. Psalm 73. God is a God who can be trusted and whom we can count on all of the days of our lives. In good times and in bad times, the righteous live by faith. In Psalm 73 in verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And besides thee, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Forever. I can trust Him. In Psalm 9, in verse 9, I can trust Him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my strength, with all of my might. I can trust Him. The Lord is my stronghold. That's who God is. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble, and those who know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, O Lord, has not forsaken those who seek thee. If you just trust him, if you just get to know him, you'll find the ability to trust him. And you'll know something for a fact. God is good all the time. Always. Forever and ever and ever. Always. The righteous man shall live by faith. The righteous. This morning we... Thank you for being here. The lesson is yours. We trust and pray that something was said to encourage you, to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your resolve in God. And if you are not a Christian today, we encourage you to become one and surrender to God in the waters of baptism. You've heard about Jesus. You believe Jesus. Be willing to change your life. Turn your life around. Repent of godly sorrow. Confess His name. Be baptized, immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins, and then walk with Jesus for the rest of the days of your life and live by faith. If you're struggling in your faith, and we can help you if you're a member of the body and you would like prayers of the church made in your behalf, we'll pray with you and we'll pray for you. If we can help in any way, please come while together we stand and sing our song of invitation. Why don't you come?